0: Did you know that COVID-19 and climate change are kissing cousins? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Yep, climate change and COVID-19, they're kissing cousins. In fact, they're probably married to each other. We'll explain that in a little bit today. I wanna start, by the way, on the program, I've got several things to share. One is some excerpts from a radio program that comes out of Canada that I recently discovered and have created a nice little online friendship with the host, and I'll be sharing some of that. And later in the program, we're gonna give you some hope in this world that seems to be hopeless, especially when you listen to the stories that I have today. You know, there are two prevailing theories about the origin of the coronavirus known as SARS-CoV or SARS-CoV-2 and that the first SARS-CoV-2 somehow emerged naturally and jumped from from wildlife to humans with or without some kind of intermediate uh, animal host. And the other theory out there that Facebook and others kept trying to crush for over a year is that the virus was being kept and or studied in a lab like the one in Wuhan, and for some mysterious reason, it got out. It escaped. But as you tear apart the story and look at the players, and just tie the loose ends together, connect the dots. There's a guy named Peter Daszak. He's the president of Eco Health Alliance, and one of the greatest supporters of the natural origin theory that there was no lab involved. Back in November of last year, Daszak told the Associated Press, which no longer Tells the truth, they used to, back 40 years ago, be reputable But now their reputation has been Self-annihilated And highly stained But he told the Asinine Press That uh, this virus really Passed from wildlife Poacher to somebody that went to Wuhan And, you know, they published This nonsense in the Lancet 26 additional scientists who, by the way, get their funding from hmm. when you figure the funding out. It also explains why they do the things they do. So anybody that said the, that this virus happened to come from a lab, uh, you know, a matter of yards or feet away from a vi- virology lab in Wuhan, you were considered a keeper of no- odd knowledge or a kook. But here's the issue. Peter Daszak is a part of the World Health Organization team that investigated it, but he's got some issues, a lot of conflict issues because he he runs the he runs an organization that is highly funded by one Dr. Anthony Fauci. See the, this World Health this alliance that uh, is operated the Eco Health Alliance is operated by by Daszak is you know he's well funded he's connected there's millions of dollars of nih money now you got to go back do you remember when uh when dr fauci was asked the question by senator rand paul have you funded gain-of-function research and you know dr fauci lied and said no what he failed to tell him is he funded the EcoHealth Alliance, who in turn gave the money to the Wuhan lab. Do you connect the dots? In other words, Fauci knew a year ago that this was a virus that he and his team had been playing with in the United States until it became illegal in 2014. And they have tried to find ways to circumvent the law and spend millions of dollars on gain-of-function research to create a bioweapon in China. And Peter Dazak of the EcoHealth Alliance is the well-funded middleman with U.S. taxpayer dollars. And there are other, other players in this thing as well. The EcoHealth Alliance is supposedly a nonprofit that receives all this funding. And I'm looking at the totals. It is millions upon millions of dollars. Now, as many of you know, gain of function refers to the potential to enhance the ability of any pathogen to cause disease, including enhancing either their pathogenicity, which means you know it can be passed; it really can harm you, or its ability to be transmitted more readily. Such research by its very nature, I think, is controversial and shouldn't be stopped. There are clear risks with the information and misusing it. So, here's something you need to remember. A guy by the name of Jonathan Lantham, he's a PhD and a microbiologist and virologist, they're among those who believe gain-of-function research performed in Wuhan played an essential role causative role in the pandemic. But DASAC continues to say emerging infectious disease. Ready for this? DASAC now claims that all these new diseases we're going to have to fight are caused by climate change, global warming. This is the cause of the new viruses that are going to kill us. The
1: earth is a precious thing. Cause of man, it's warming. Earth's temperature has risen half a degree higher. So obviously the world will soon be a ball of fire. Our whole world will be a burning ball of fire. Drown, drown as the seas get higher. As it burns, 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 the earth on fire, a hall of fire. The taste of fame is sweet. Without this gig, Who'd listen to me? So change your ways, every man and child. Oh, before the fire goes wild, our whole world will be a burning ball of fire. For bears drown, drown. As the seas get higher As it burns, burns, burns The earth on fire A ball of fire Our whole world will be a burning ball of fire When the bears drown, drown drown, As the seas get higher As it burns, burns, burns The earth on fire A ball of fire As it burns, burns, burns of
0: fire, of fire, Great song. Fire, I remember hearing that on the Rush Limbaugh show done by Paul Shanklin, impersonating Al Gore, another fraud that made mega millions on selling phony carbon credits. Have you ever noticed they keep recycling the same idiotic nonsense to buffalo you, to to, to fool you to enslave you, to misinform you, yeah, we're, we're, we're beginning to see that all this climate change and now COVID, somehow they're, they're married to each other. And guess why? Oh, there are reasons. I'm going to give you a few reasons right now. You probably never heard of this group, but maybe a few of you that are readers and, and look like I do, have heard of the Business Council for Sustainable Development. That's actually the world, the WBCSD, the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. Now, you may not know this, but it's a, an organization that was essentially birthed by the United Nations yeah, around the time that Bill Clinton got elected. and They, they kind of talked about it in the early 90s and, and by you know 1995 it it became a pretty pretty fast growing organization with lots of money lots of powerful billionaire corporate type players and they had they started out in the 1990s with all these predictions that would occur in the early 2000s 2010 and by 2020 and typical of any phony organization for sustainability they, their track record is like anything else, 100% wrong. They've yet to have a workable prediction. So now they got this new thing. We, we, we need to look over the next 25 years, the next 50 years. So they, they now have all these plans and we don't act on them today. It's going to be everlastingly too late. We've heard that. I've been hearing we had 10 years left for the past 50 years. So they're talking about maybe we need to do certain things. You know, all the rising seas have never occurred. They keep talking about it, but it doesn't happen. So they've pushed all the disasters off to between 2050 and 2070. Okay, 2070 rolls around, I'll be 115 years old. If 2050, I live that long, I'll be 96. 96. Notice they keep pushing it out to scare the young people that the world would be over before their time is up. So if you think climate change and the pandemic, you know, aren't tools for, the, for a socialist control, you're missing something. They are. They use all of these crises and then they, they'll tie them all together with a nice little bow and a nice little package. And I wanna read something from one of their articles. This is from the website of the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. Listen to this carefully. As COVID-19 spread earlier, governments introduced lockdowns in order to prevent a public health emergency from spinning out of control. In the near future, the world will need to resort to lockdowns again, this time to tackle a climate emergency. Oh, under a climate lockdown, governments would limit private vehicle use, ban consumption of red meat, impose extreme energy-saving measures like you can't drive your car. And they want to get rid of fossil fuel companies. There is no such thing as fossil fuel. You know it. I know it. It's not all dead dinosaurs. Many think of the climate crisis as distinct from health and economic crises caused by the pandemic. But economic crises and all these and the pandemic, all three, they're interconnected. And they say that climate change will cause drinking water to degrade. Pollution-linked respiratory diseases will thrive. 3.5 billion people will live in unbearable heat by 2070. Wait a minute. They say we were going to be in unbearable heat by 2005. And the world keeps on keeping on, and we are now in a time of dropping temperatures. We're being played, friends. Understand, it's all about worldwide control. Understand, the wave of crises will never end until we stand up to the fascists that run our governments, the fascists that run our media, and a global group of billionaire fascists that run industry. They're the enemy, my friend, not you. I ran across a radio program based in Canada. It's called Just Right. The program shares many of the same opinions expressed on this program, even though Truth to Ponder is a program that we founded on a Christian worldview. They, they take a very similar look. They take a pragmatic view on uh, many things that we're addressing worldwide today. Their program just right started at the end of a program uh, called the Jim Chapman news that was on on a radio station in London Ontario which had as a regular Wednesday feature left right and center when the primary host retired an FM radio station owned by the Student Union at the University of Western Ontario gave them an invite to move the show over there but it just but Bob Metz who's the primary host uh, filled the vacant time slot. It's become about a one-hour talk show, which developed become the program it is today. Now, while generally they had a free reign to express themselves on the new radio station, the cordial relationships did come to an end one time back in 2015, when the station manager at the time disagreed with their election endorsement of the conservative party uh, because of their concerns with Justin Trudeau. And so this disagreement led to the cancellation. But thankfully, they're heard uh, overseas on shortwave. They're also heard online. And somebody brought them to my attention. And I found the program really quite interesting. And I want to share just uh, some of the highlights of one of the programs they had recently, talking about vaccines, vaccine hesitancy, and and, and, and the tech, you know, the tech tyranny that we're, we're experiencing in this country. So I'd like you to hear just a little bit. We're going to spend a few minutes with Bob Metz and, and his program, Just Right. It would be delightful if indeed Facebook accounts
2: actually were run by the individuals who opened those accounts. But increasingly, everyone's account is turning into a platform where Facebook itself is the main operator of the account. Especially if the account holder's opinion differs with the political views of Facebook. I've been living this reality for a year now, if not longer. There are so many things that you simply cannot say or express on your Facebook page that it boggles the mind. I mean, it's past the point of ridiculousness. I, for one, am totally fed up with the constant barrage of Facebook posts overriding my own, not only because of the very nature of such an act being offensive, but also because when Facebook does add its own so-called warnings and fact checks on my account, they are invariably expressing false information. And I don't want false information appearing on my account page. And you know, it's gotten to the point of such egregious falsehoods that Facebook itself has become a great barometer for confirming the validity of the opinions being censored on its platform. After all, remember the primary principle of censorship. Only the truth is ever censored. And that's a principle we've demonstrated time and time again on past broadcasts. And so, using Facebook's own censorship and fact checks as my guide, (laughs) let's take a look at what truths Facebook seems most concerned about of late, namely the emerging COVID vaccine horror story, and it looks like it's turning into one. A theme we find ourselves forced to confront once again. Now, I've been growing increasingly concerned, if not outright seriously worried, about the continuing stories I'm hearing regarding many of my own friends, relatives, and close acquaintances who have opted to be jabbed by what they believe to be a COVID 19 vaccine. Because as someone who is not planning to take this jab, the information emerging about those who do may well compromise how we will be able to continue our relationships in a way I would never have anticipated. And, you know, in many ways, I feel just like Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson...
3: I've had a difficult weekend, and I'll tell you why. I had an important conversation with family this weekend and found out that, you know, people again in my family, it's not the first time I found out that a, a family member fairly close um, has gotten the vaccine, but it was alarming to me because it was children. Um, it's a young person, and um, I love this person. And I thought, well, how have I failed? How am I doing this show every day, uh, putting out thousands of hours this year on information and people in my own family are not aware? How has that happened? I feel like I failed. Honestly, that's what I'm dealing with. So it's not that I haven't tried to say some things, um, but maybe I haven't communicated it well enough.
2: My own efforts in attempting to warn others about the very serious and life-changing risks being taken when they line up to get jabbed are pretty much drowned out by a never-ending state-funded chorus of propaganda and censorship that would outright refute my own conclusions and observations, and in this regard, Facebook is just one among the many voices in this chorus. For example, way back in January on the 17th, when we posted the comments of Dr. Simone Gold on my own personal Facebook page, Facebook posted this, quote, False information found in your post. Independent fact-checkers at Science Feedback say information in your post is partly false. To stop the spread of false news, we've added a notice to your post. Science Feedback fact-check. No evidence that COVID-19 vaccines cause more severe disease, antibody-dependent enhancement, has not been observed in clinical trials. All fact-checkers who partner with Facebook must be signatories of the International Fact-Checking Network and follow their code of principles. Learn more about how Facebook works with independent fact-checkers to stop the spread of false information. Well, I don't know what clinical trials they are talking about where these things weren't observed, but my understanding was they didn't have any. They skipped (laughs) the clinical trials. And what I want to know from Facebook is how they can possibly claim that their quote-unquote fact-checkers are independent when they quote-unquote partner with those fact-checkers. And we already know fact-checking is merely a form of propaganda and censorship, and that's its only purpose. And then I posted to my personal Facebook page the comments of former Pfizer chief scientist Michael Yeadon, who gave a final warning to humanity, and we'll be hearing that a little later, Facebook posted the following, quote, Some unapproved COVID-19 treatments may cause serious harm. Source, World Health Organization, end quote. Well, <laughs> the first thing we have to be clear about is that unapproved does not mean unproven. Two different things. And by insinuation only, what Facebook is trying to say is that treatments like hydroxychloroquine, vitamin C, D, zinc, and all of those other proven treatments that work are not approved. And there's a clear reason for that. The approvers don't want these effective treatments to compete with their so-called vaccines, which are really gene therapies. And the only unapproved COVID-19 treatment that I know of is the so-called vaccines, not one of which has been approved by any accredited body. They have only been authorized, quote-unquote, under the political umbrella of a manufactured emergency, which itself does not exist, but which may exist soon if we keep jabbing people. But they're right about one thing. These unapproved treatments will cause serious harm. And when I tried to post a news war story called The Coming COVID Catastrophe, hosted by Dell Bigtree, I wasn't even allowed to make the post. Quote, your post couldn't be shared because this link goes against our community standards, end quote. I mean, no explanation, no fact check, no statement of correction of any kind. And we'll be hearing a sampling of all of these unapproved voices over the course of our show today, if for no other reason than Facebook and all of the censors and propagandists don't want us to hear them. And when you hear what they have to say, you will understand why. On this side of our bumper is Britain's David Icke, as heard on May 1st, while on the return side of the bumper, we'll be hearing from Dr. Christiana Northrup in conversation with Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson on May 18th.
4: One of the most profound situations, if not the most profound situation we face at the moment is the catastrophic number of adverse reactions from these fake vaccines, these gene therapies and the deaths. And uh, one figure I saw this week is that in the first quarter of 2021, reported deaths following vaccinations have uh, increased by 6,000% over the numbers reported in 2020. In this period when this these gene therapies called vaccines have been rolled out, there has been a massive increase in deaths reported to the vaccine adverse event reporting system VAERS, this year. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's an indisputed fact. And the same is happening in Britain and the same is happening everywhere else because these gene therapy alleged vaccines are diabolical in terms of infusing synthetic material and genetically manipulating material into the body. Uh, We're talking about a huge and unprecedented increase So massive that in the last four months alone, VAS has received more than 40% of all death reports that it has ever received in its 30 plus year history. The increase in VAS death reports is not due to more vaccination, it's due to these. Fake vaccinations, actually. Most recently, the death count went from 2,794 on April the 5th to 3,005 on April the 12th to 3,848 on April the 26th, 1,054 deaths in 21 days. But, but, big but, the authorities accept in America and in Britain that only around maximum 10% of adverse reactions and uh, consequences of vaccines are actually reported. And there was a Stanford study that came up with a figure of only 1%. And when you hear from medical staff of the pressure on them not to report these fake vaccine consequences, then you're going to be closer to 1% than 10 And in Britain, Adverse reactions reported to the yellow card system, our version of VARs here, is um, on April the 29th, the last figures I saw, was 754,000 adverse reactions and over 1,000 deaths. Now, multiply that by 10, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. It's only 10% and not 1%. And you start to see the scale of the catastrophe, because the mainstream media won't touch it with a barge pole. All age groups, not just seniors, had a dramatic increase in VARS death reports from these vaccines. Across the board, all age groups experienced a dramatic increase in deaths reported to VARS from these shots. It just shows that these people are absolutely lying to us when they say these fake vaccinations are safe. As a result, despite their best efforts and the best efforts of the fascists in um, Silicon Valley to suppress this, the information is getting out to more and more people. And so you're getting what is called vaccine hesitancy. In other words, people are intelligent enough to say, I'm not having this. And uh, at the same time that that is happening, the propaganda and the pressure and the demonization is going through the roof. Everywhere you look, it's get vaccinated, get vaccinated, and and the kids are going to get hit with that increasingly from here on in. Uh, Here's another story of this wonderful vaccine. Uh, This is the AstraZeneca version, which is so safe, so we were told, that some countries have stopped it. And the lady who heads, at least officially, the so-called drug regulation agency in Britain, the mhra who's told us all these things were safe she must go to jail for the rest of her life because what that claim has done is to get large numbers of people to have the confidence to have these vaccinations like the astrazeneca version and have taken life-changing or life-ending consequences as a
0: result okay i'm going to jump right in here and remind you that you're listening to the program truth to ponder i'm your host bob bierman Sharing some excerpts from a program that originates out of Canada called Just Right. The primary host is Bob Metz, and I'm looking forward to having him as a guest on this program in in the not too distant future. Uh, Even though this program is more faith based, we seem to be arriving at many of the same conclusions. And, and I'm thankful uh, to Bob to allow me to use some of his material. Matter of fact, we're going to be exchanging some material down the road. This is actually a help to me sometimes when I'm pressed for time and getting a program together to have good friends that can say, Hey, I got this segment. Do you need it? And so hopefully we'll be able to share and, and get the message out. I'm going to be continuing with more of the interview that he had with a couple of people talking about these vaccine concoctions. But once again, I want to thank those of you that listen to this program on a regular basis. You can hear us now on free-to-air satellite Galaxy 19 on the, one of the radio channels. It's called Truth to Ponder. Some people say it's available at channel 1000. Others are saying it's channel 2040 or 2048. I'm still trying to get a a better handle on the channel numbering depending on your receiver. Uh, just so you know, it's there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This program and Christian music. We're also online at our website, which is truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. You can even hear the new Truth to Ponder radio channel from our website. And we remain on shortwave radio because of the generosity of, Of our listeners like you if you believe in the work that we're doing would you consider supporting us our our mailing address is still in georgia for the time being Uh, we'll be doing a lot of travel and i'll explain more about that later but the address works 21 berkshire b-e-r-k-s-h-i-r-e 21 berkshire lane number 263 In Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. That address again, 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. In Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia. And the zip code is 30537. uh, 30537. And our website address, again, is truth2ponder.com. You can actually send me a direct email. I get these, nobody else. And that's Bob at truth2ponder.com. Bob at truth2ponder.com. Right now, as we're getting close to the end of the month, about a week away, I need to know which radio stations are doing the best. I know we're on WRMi. Several times a day. It varies a little bit day by day. And we're on KVOH out of Los Angeles. If you're listening, help me determine the best use of the resources uh, because I really need to know as we've continued on. We've been doing this program now. We're going to be finishing up 10 months in just about a week. 10 months. And so I want to make sure that we're not, we're not spending money on a place that nobody's listening to very quickly. We may or may not be on Spreaker, one of our podcast sites, after the end of this month. Been getting some disturbing messages that there's sometimes advertising content placed into the show to which I have no control that is not in keeping with the program. So we're working on that. I'll let you know if it's gone, hopefully by the end of this week, first of next week, no later, if we're staying on Spreaker or not. I know a lot of people listen there, but we're also available on Edify Podcast. It's a Christian podcast service. Look for it, and you can look for Truth, the number two, Ponder, and we are there each and every day. Now, I want to get back to uh, this segment here, which uh, features a Dr. Christian Northrup, and this is from the uh, program Just Right, By the way, you can find their website for Just Right Media. It's justrightmedia.org. That's justrightmedia.org. By the way, being right is not so much a political statement as the difference between what's right and what's wrong. And so I'm going to jump back in where he has a segment with Dr. Christian Northrup. Take a listen.
3: Um, you heard me state that I have um, I have family members that have uh, they've taken the first Pfizer. That made me feel that, in spite of the fact that on this show we put out interview after interview with great doctors, we've had some of the best here and. Now we have you. I'm wondering if you could speak to the community as if they didn't know anything, as if as if they didn't understand fully, like it's a vaccine. Doctors are saying the the government is rolling it out. Why wouldn't we do this? I wonder if you could be you could literally lay it out at a very ground level, because I think we have to start at the beginning again.
5: It has never been proved that this shot prevents transmission. It doesn't prevent death. It doesn't prevent you from getting COVID again. It doesn't do anything except we now have over 4,000 deaths in the Vaccine Adverse Events Registry. For the first time, by the way, since 1986, people even know about the Vaccine Adverse Events Registry that only reports one to 10% of all injuries. It's not mandatory for doctors to report this. And so even a Harvard study showed that this database is highly inadequate. But since December to the end of April, we've had over 4,000 deaths from this shot. Now, remember, the swine flu, they stopped the H1N1 vaccine program after there were 54 deaths. 54 deaths. We've had over... 4,000 deaths here, 10,000 deaths in Europe, and about 150,000 adverse events. And by that I mean blindness, deafness, inability to walk. Perhaps people saw on Facebook, those three women healthcare workers who got the shot to protect their populations and suddenly had these neurologic disorders so that they can't walk. And they're shaking like this and they're told by their doctors, oh, that's a conversion reaction. No, it isn't. We know that the SARS spike protein, which is an artificial spike protein, is actually the smoking gun. That cross-reacts with 28 different human tissues. And that's what's injected. In each injection, there are about 50 billion spike proteins. And those are the things that have caused death from COVID. So why are we injecting these things into the body And then creating, making the body into a factory for an antibody to something that's artificial. And we haven't even gotten into why are magnets sticking to the injection site? And why are people suddenly dying of blood clots? We had, this just happened here in my state. An 18-year-old got the first dose, uh, went back to his lacrosse game, collapsed, went blind, and spent a week in the hospital what you're asking really is how is it that people can continue to go in how is it that the fda just authorized did not approve authorized the shot for 12 to 15 year olds i'll tell you why because puberty starts between 12 and 15. I, i'm going to give it to you straight people Please, this is a population scheme we know now that there is something in that spike protein that cross-reacts with what's called syncytin, and syncytin is a protein made from ancient viral DNA, by the way, that's absolutely essential for the placenta. And we now have case reports that, though, in, from fertility clinics that those who have gotten the shot, the sperm are no longer motile,
0: and the eggs can no longer form into an embryo. What a powerful interview. I want to thank Bob Metz from the program just right for granting permission to air those segments. You'll be hearing more from them in the not-too-distant future. Right now, we have got to take a break. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Shark Papers. Shalom
6: alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, in 1799, an American ship named the Nancy, suspected of carrying contraband, was seized by a British vessel and taken into Port Royal. But before the Nancy was boarded, the crew disposed of the illegal cargo. Then the captain threw the ship's records overboard and substituted a faked set of records he just had drawn up in the event of capture. So the officers were put on trial for smuggling, but the evidence wasn't there. Just when the crew was about to be acquitted, the captain of another ship walked into the courtroom with the original papers of the Nancy, the very record that the captain had thrown into the sea. The papers, it turned out, had been eaten by a shark. The shark was then, in turn, harpooned that very morning, just as the men were about to be acquitted. You can still see these papers today on exhibit in the Institute of Jamaica in Kingston. They're known as the Shark Papers. What do the Shark Papers teach us? Well, Messiah told us that in the day of judgment, everything you do in secret will be seen in the light. All you whisper shall be shouted. From the rooftops, Even those things you thought were thrown away, swept under the rug, hidden in the closet, will be revealed. Those crewmen thought that their sins were well hidden, and they were. But truth has a way of coming out. And for them, it was through the belly of a shark. And so with us, truth comes out in the end. Therefore, live your life in the light. Let the light of God wash away your sins and be pure. Take no part in secret things that which you'd be ashamed of in public. Live a life that you'd be glad to have lit up with a light and shouted from the rooftops. Because you never know... What could turn up in the belly of a shark? Now the free gift for you. The most incredible evidence and proof of Jesus discovered in the writings of the rabbis. You'll get it in the mystery of the temple doors. Free plus sapphires guaranteed to give you the power of living a victorious life in God, all free. How do you get all these free gifts? easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed, but call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, my friend, you're on this earth for a great purpose to be a blessing. So I invite you to join me in bringing the greatest blessing to the unreached peoples of this world, salvation to five continents with over a billion people. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, The Nice Jewish Boy, at Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. And is it? 07644. It's The Nice Jewish Boy. It's Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644 well till next time this is Jonathan Collins saying Shalom Aleichem peace be to you my friend and Messiah Adon Olam the Lord
0: of all this is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman so where do you find your hope in this life do you find it in government do you find it in Dr. Fauci do you find it in the news or do you find it in Jesus Christ Several years ago, I shared a message that talks about the hope and the healing we have in Jesus Christ. Heavenly Fathers, we come to this time that we learn from your word. Open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to receive. For this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Every time... I hear the melody for the hymn we just sang, Be Thou My Vision. I'm reminded of a time way back in my youth when I was probably about this tall. I guess I was in the first grade, maybe second grade, and I was auditioning for the Children's Choir. My family always said I had a great boy soprano voice not that I have it any longer and I I remember the audition was to that exact melody but the words were living for Jesus my savior and king living for Jesus the Lord whom I love all adoration and praise shall I bring living for Jesus my savior and king I can still remember those words as I sang that audition and what stands out as my mother reminded me years later, as they were all nervous, because it was a very large church, so to get in the choir was not an automatic. You had to kind of go through the ropes. Was that when they used that, what do you call that thing? The pitch pipe to give you the first note. You're supposed to sing it solo. I kept telling her that's the wrong note. That's when they discovered I had perfect pitch. They were giving me the wrong note for the hymn. I made it to the choir, and those were some great years of my life to serve as a child my Lord and my Savior by letting praise come from my mouth with those hymns and those anthems for so many years of my life. Jesus today is talking to his disciples, and you have several things going on here today. This is not a one-theme gospel. It's not a one-theme Old Testament, Psalm, Epistle, or Gospel. There are several little themes being interwoven with each other. Jesus talks first about the things that defile us. You know, forgetting to wash our hands does not defile us before God. Understand why he said that. In ancient times, all these ceremonial washings that you had to go through for all the aspects of your life were a major deal and if you didn't do it right oh there was someone to point out that you didn't wash your hands correctly you didn't do that correctly in other words we defiled ourselves because we didn't properly and ceremoniously have our ablutions correctly what jesus is saying is it's The things that come from the heart that then find their way to what St. Paul called the smallest member of the body, the tongue, and the things that we say. Jesus talks about how from the heart we, we have fornication, we have adultery, we have murder, we have all nature of sin. But from the mouth, we confess, we say, we express who we really are from time to time. If you've watched, and this is not any kind of a political statement, and don't take it that way, but if you watch any of the things occurring in weeks in the recent months where you've had demonstrations and what have you, how many times, if you're watching it on the news, do you have to hear that beep, 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 because they got to censor the words coming out of the mouths of those protesting, whatever side they're on, that they defile themselves with their own language and destroy their own cause. This is what Jesus is is telling us. You know, this mouth of ours is used to receive food, but it's also used to communicate. And it's what we communicate that becomes so vital and so important. Do we spend our time with our mouths condemning, criticizing, putting people down, trying to be one up over somebody? Is that what we do? Or do we use that tongue? Do we use our mouth to to encourage to help correct in a loving manner, to give praise when praise is needed and compliment when compliment is needed. You know, if we spend more time in our daily lives prayerfully giving praise to our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, a remarkable thing happens. It changes who we are and our mouth shall show forth thy praise it is so easy for us to allow this small little member of the body to defile us and it's not necessarily using bad language it's not necessarily using it to condemn other people it can even be gossip can do the same thing it's one of the things that our lord has made very clear, and St. Paul echoes that one of the most deadly sins of all is gossip because it puts us in a place of judgment we're not supposed to be. And every time we gossip, we defile ourselves before God in ways you cannot even begin to imagine. Now, let's kind of wrap this together. I'm doing kind of a short sermon today because today is a communion Sunday. And by the way, I want to invite all baptized Christians to fellowship at the Lord's table with us. You are welcome to receive here in this church. We would be delighted and honored if you would share that feast with us today. But you know, communion is a time that we come into our Lord's presence. He becomes present with us, and it transcends the ages since the beginning You know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, the Lord's Supper says do this in remembrance. Well, the word is animatesis, is what St. Paul was writing. That word is a deeper word than simply a symbol or remembrance. It is to bring into the present those things of the past. Imagine that we get refreshed at the table of our Lord with the saints of old and the saints yet to come. That's the whole purpose, to tie us and bind us together with him. And one of the things that's important as we come to that table is we recognize that we have strayed, we are sinful, You know, St. Paul reminds us, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and that includes me. This is as much as anybody else, even St. Paul said, I'm the chief of all sinners. Look at me, and here I'm telling you, Take a look at me. He invites us to the table, but he would like us to be undefiled. Nothing we can do to change what we did, except we confess our sins as we did before unto God, our Father, who is faithful and just to forgive our sins. You know, today would be a great day for a lot of us when you look over the things we've done in our lives, the mistakes that we've made, how many times have we said something we kind of wish we hadn't said? I've done it. Let's be honest, we all have. The traffic tomorrow will bring that out in many of us. We will defile ourselves before the day, before the sun comes back. Let's be honest, let's be honest. But you know, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins. He's righteous. We're not. He is. And lastly, the last little piece of the message this morning is one that a lot of people have a hard time understanding it. And then I've thought about it over the years. That poor woman worrying about her daughter and knowing. And having heard of all these miracles, this Jesus guy has been doing. And like any good mother who cares for their child or daughter in this case, you want that child well. And she comes screaming after him, my daughter is sick. My daughter is ill. And Jesus is a little cagey here when you think about it, ignoring her, you know ignoring her and the disciples who are well they're they're of the house and lineage of 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 abraham and so we're, we're we're the chosen people here and she's not and they're just milking that for all it's worth yeah send her away we don't we don't need to hear about her problem she's not one of us she's not one of us and jesus even throws the question at her is it right to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs her answer is yes but even the dogs get to eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table and at that very instant Jesus turns and I can just see the countenance on his face change with the smile and goes woman what faith you know Those that were not of the house and lineage of Abraham, those that were not, quote, God's chosen people, when they are given the knowledge, they're given the gift of forgiveness, the gift of healing. They were the most appreciative of anybody in the scripture when you think about it. Take a look. The chosen just expected, hey, you give it to us. Those that didn't have it were honored to get it. I'm not. I'm one of those that have been grafted out of the tree of life, as probably most of you. We should be thankful for the blessings that he gives us in this life. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time to share from your word. And Lord, let us be mindful of the wonderful gift that you have given us in your son, Jesus Christ, to to redeem us from our sin, to to bring us into your presence and fellowship. Lord, temper our tongues, our mouths, that we may be showing forth thy praise, that praise becomes the first thing out of our mouth in those difficult times. And Father, I, I pray that those that are going through any difficulty today may feel your presence and encouragement. May the words that we've heard today be grafted so much onto our hearts that it becomes the source of our praise to you. For this we ask in Jesus' name and all the people said and amen. Let me touch him.
7: Let me touch Jesus. Let me touch him. As He passes by Then when I shall reach out to others They shall know Him, they shall live and not die Extended The hand of the same.
0: all the time we have for today's program don't forget our mailing address if you can help us out it's 21 Berkshire B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E 21 Berkshire Lane number 263 we are in Sky Valley two words Sky Valley Georgia 30537 want to thank you in advance for your support of this radio program now almost finishing our 10th month would you let me know you listen? You can do it by email, do it by regular mail. I do need to hear from you as we continued forward in this work. And I hope you enjoyed today's program and sharing from somebody else's broadcast with permission. Hopefully, you'll be hearing more from them as well. Until tomorrow, may God bless. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth the Number Two